1: we trying to behave ourselves on the story. We all know what we're thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra
2: energy.
0: I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As you can tell them to we'll sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking.
1: <laughs> T-G-I-F. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday, so we are back with T-G-I-F and, you know... With two of the most fabulous men in the business. So, uh, we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So, sit back, relax. I hope, hope you got something good to drink and sip on because we got some hot tea to add to that. Uh, fellas, what's up, Al Reynolds? What's up, Al?
2: What's going on, Claudia? <clears throat> have you recovered from our trip? I am still working on this voice, but yes, I have recovered.
1: Mm, we will be talking about you in just a minute. Please also welcome Funky Don Eva. What's up, Q?
0: What's going on, everybody? Good oh, you to see family. y'all again. Didn't I just see y'all two days ago?
1: You did. Um, <laughs> oh, we had a good time over the weekend. Three of us met up in New York City for Fashion Week, and we went to the premiere of Sherry Shepard's new show. Sherry, did y'all have fun? What did y'all think about our time together? Mm-hmm.
0: It was long overdue. Uh, you know, the last time we were together, we were in Miami, and we cut up. Uh, we had a great time in New York. New York, we had a you know a little more classy based time. We were there on a little bit of work and play. Um, I'm not going nowhere with Al Reynolds ever again. Al, do not know when to go home.
1: Q, your face <laughs> looked like someone that was held hostage or that was on a date that couldn't get out of a date. What when you walked into the restaurant to meet us over at Brooklyn Chop House,
0: uh-huh. you
1: walked in with everybody was like, I was like, mm, what's popping? What's going on? Let me get some of the shrimp. And we you know how he do eat off everybody's was, plate, right?
0: I was so over it. Q's face is so like this. I was so over it. He was like. But
2: he ended up going with me, leaving there, and going with me to to, um, Jennifer Hudson's birthday
1: skating
0: party. on. No, that's where we were coming from. That's where we were coming from. No,
1: that's where we went. No, y'all went to see. You don't even know because it's all a blur because all the stuff he had (laughs) in his dumb stomach. stomach. We met Claudia
0: after the Jennifer Hudson party.
1: Oh, we met Claudia
2: at at 12 midnight. That's right. right. Well, Wait yeah, right. he, after that, he went he went with me to the third stop. I, mean, I, I that, did go with so Al to
0: the third stop. But let me so, tell you what Al, let me tell you what Al did. <laughs> Call the Ch- car. Okay. Now the car on my Uber account, on my on my credit, on my name. the People <laughs> talking about they one minute outside. Al is nowhere to be found. He's on the other side of the room. Have you ever heard the term corralling cats? It's like <laughs> corralling cats dealing with Al. And at one point i literally had to push him out the door at jennifer hudson's party i'm like stop he, talking he to people the car is outside go but i'm just like, gonna Jack say what is. i've
1: known all along The al on t g i f is not the al reynolds off off the clock it is listen al reynolds is the top button is top button up tight he's on he got his nose he ready to go the Al Reynolds on the weekend, he's smoking a little white girl cigarette.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I wish y'all know, our TGI fans, I normally document everything on my Instagram page. Yeah. I know all of y'all have been asking. We was trying to plan the Queen's funeral child. I did a post asking what was people bringing to the funeral. And my dumbass tagged Buckingham Palace. Baby, 30 <laughs> minutes later, my whole Instagram account was gone. So I'm working to get it back for all of y'all <laughs> asking me where my Instagram account is. The Queen don't shut me down
1: from the grave. And shout out to Bevy Smith and Rolanda for that tea they gave us. Oh baby. Ow, <sighs> that was a fun lunch, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> Why am I constantly being beat up in this whole trip? Talking about, about, we, had, we had a what fun you, lunch. I, I forgot was, about their tea. I forgot about their tea.
1: Remember the whole thing about um
0: Shut out.
2: Yeah, we can't <laughs> talk about that.
0: That was great. Let me tell you guys, fans, for some of you guys are younger and may not know Rolanda Watts, but Rolanda Watts is a legendary talk show host. And it it meant a lot with us being talk show hosts to be able to just sit down and kick it with like one of the legends in the game. That was definitely one of the highlights of the trip for me. She did. I know I know
2: Kim Bronson wanted to know if Sherry if they saw Funky on Sherry's show. Actually, we were all three of us were there, and Rolanda Watts happens to be the announcer of the Sherry Shepherd show, so that's why she was there that day. and we, we, we talked to her because I'm pretty friendly with her. I talked to her to come join me for lunch.
1: We love we her, and uh, Funky and I also ran into one of our biggest fans. All right, Take a look at this clip.
0: My family, this is my, my real family. Give that us really, your name. My name is Monique Mentor from Brownsville, Brooklyn, Brownsville, New York. Brooklyn Brownsville, Brooklyn. And she never is will. one of TGIF's biggest fans. Yes, family. yes, I am. Give us a hug. We love you for loving us. Okay, so
2: listen, y'all. I got to tell this story because this was embarrassing, but. So I took Funky with me to a fashion show to see a couple of designers, right? So, you know, he he was rocking with me on the front row and everything. So afterwards, the designers invited us to the back and we're going in the back and we're working our way through the back. So I'm working through the way through the crowd and this lady yells, Al, oh my God, TGIF. And so she was so happy to see me, right? And I was just taking it in. You know, I was feeling good that somebody recognized me. And then Funky says to her, oh, you don't see anybody else? She looks around. She pushes, literally, y'all, she pushes me out of the way. Like, <laughs> tell me I'm lying, Funky. She, she pushes she me out, out, of out of the way. Away. Like, I almost fall over a table, and she goes, Funky! Oh my God! <laughs> and she's screaming. And then she just burst out in tears. That was probably one of them one of the most incredible
1: moments Bro, we enjoy the fans and we will be uh we will plan something next time we go to a city of real meet and greet if you guys are down with that because the fans really want that and i think we yes. them that all right now before we get started we want to send our thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of r&b singer jesse powell powell passed away yesterday in his los angeles home at the age of 51 what are your thoughts on the sad news
0: You know, it's just unfortunate. I heard it on the radio today uh, when I was driving to the grocery store, and they were saying that um, he passed away at home uh, in bed, surrounded by family and friends. So in my mind, that suggests, you know, suggests illness, you know, um, Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. I don't know what it is. They didn't disclose the cause of death. And um, I'm just a little curious as to what the cause of death was, because I noticed we haven't seen Jesse for a very long time. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I don't want to uh, I know he's been ill for a while. A friend of mine is good friends with him, and he's like, I've been trying to link with him every time I'm out there, and he hasn't been allowing people to see him. Gotcha. I think it's cancer, but I, I that do not do not quote me. I know he was ill, and he was such a nice human being. yeah, Very talented that voice. Al, anything to say before we move on about him?
2: And I just want to say, you guys know You is like a classic, a timeless classic. It was played at my wedding. I remember in the late 90s and early 2000s, I don't think you could go to a Black person's wedding and not hear his song. What a beautiful song. What a beautiful person. What a beautiful voice. And my condolences go out to Jesse and his family.
1: Once again, I wish he could have gotten the love when he was here. And I, we do this all the time, right? When someone passes or we're like, oh, they were so awesome. But when's the last time we said that? You mm-hmm. know? And we got to make a point of doing that. Maybe we can do develop a segment or do something. Because I, I'm just, its we've been getting hit back to back yep. to back to back. And it's, I just want these people to get their flowers while they were alive. All right, we are moving on. Uh, R. Kelly has been found guilty on six counts of the 13 charges he faced in a federal case in Illinois. The jury convicted Kelly of six child pornography counts, but acquitted him on the remaining seven counts, including charges of conspiracy and enticement. Kelly had already been convicted of federal sex crime in New York and sentenced to 30 years in prison. R. Kelly will be sentenced at a later date. Al, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this update? I mean,
2: good good, right? We we know that he had to face it. I'm glad they found um, him guilty. I'm glad his legal battles are, are starting to curtail. Um, but this is my question, panel. Um, you remember there were two other people, his manager, who was allegedly, you know, accused of helping to do the corrupt, the, um, you know, corral, helping him get them and someone else. So do we have any update on if they have been sentenced or not? What's the verdict on their side? Does anybody know or just R. Kelly's the only
0: one they have announced at this time?
1: Kelly's the only one I've heard of. So according to the
0: article, that they were not convicted, that um they didn't get that they didn't get any charges. Okay, got it according to the article that we read. So something else that I wanted to point out that was very interesting about this case, I don't know if you guys remember the infamous early 2000s R. Kelly sex tape when the girl was dancing in the log cabin. Mm-hmm. That was actually Sparkle's sneeze. Um, during that time, the young lady denied being the girl in the video and um, because she did not want to get R. Kelly in trouble I guess years have gone by now. She's now an adult and realizes the severity of what took place. She testified in court and said, I am the girl in the video, or whatever the case may be, and that um, at the time, I adored him. I didn't want to get him in trouble. He came to my parents' house, got on his knees, and begged my parents not to go to the authorities or whatever, and because they asked her why did she lie way back when, and she was just giving the details behind why she lied, Um, and I'm just glad that that situation has now been made whole, Mm -hmm. and Sparkle feels vindicated, because Sparkle did an interview about a year ago where she said that she really doesn't talk to her niece, and that that whole situation left their family fractured, because since the girl did not corroborate the story, it made Sparkle look like she was keeping up mess and lying. Mm So, you know,
1: and that's understandable for the girl to be like that, um, to not be ready or to feel like I'm scared. I was talking to a girl the other day, and she was saying, you know, I, I love Chris Brown. Like, he's someone that I look up to. And if he wanted to holler at me, no matter whatever the age difference was, I would have went for it because, you know, I, I adore this person. I get it. And and I love that she matured and then realized how big this was and that she had to do the right thing. And I know Sparkle's probably like, finally, because that's got to right. do crap. She was just trying to do the right thing. Yep.
0: Yeah, and Sparkle's career paid the price behind all. I mean, Sparkle lost a lot behind this situation. So hopefully there can be this can start some healing for their family.
1: Well, moving on, Cheryl Lee, Cheryl Lee Ralph won her first Emmy for outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series for her role in Abbott Elementary. Jack A. Harry was one of the many celebrities who celebrated Cheryl's win by posting a photo of herself with the Emmy she won in 1987. Jack A wrote, Winning my Emmy was a career highlight. But it was also a lonely experience. For 35 years, I've been the only Black woman to win outstanding supporting actresses in a comedy series, but that all changes tonight and it's come full circle. Jackie continued, the network originally wanted Cheryl to play Sandra on 227, but I got the part (laughs) and won an Emmy for it. (laughs) Now Cheryl joins me as the second Black woman in the category and deservedly so. I'm so excited for her Emmy win. That is insane that it's been 35 years, first of all. Second of all, what, what are your thoughts on Cheryl's big win and why did it take so long? Hugh, let's start with you.
0: I mean, I think it is great. I love the full circle moment even more. Like she was, you know, being vetted to play Sandra. Sandra. Sandra.
1: Sandra. And
0: Jack A ends up getting an Emmy for that award, for that role. And then she circles back all this. I mean, what a full circle moment y'all um you know it, it, it's it, it's weird that it took 35 years i mean it, it's very hard for me to believe that there has not been a black woman in a supporting role on a sitcom on any network in the 24 hours in the day that was not worthy of um winning an emmy but you know, we we know the world we live in, We we and we we just going to take this win and celebrate it right now. We're not even going to be all negative about systematic oppression and racism and all that. Thank you. Um, shouts out to Cheryl Lee Ralph.
1: TB in the comments says, it's great that Cheryl won, but it's not a win. Only two Black women in history have won. That's a slap in the face. Uh, Al, what do you think about this story?
2: You know what? All I got to say is, finally, finally... Um, <clears throat> You know, she's been in the business for 45 years. And this woman is always so graceful. She's so classy. The quality of the stuff that she participates in, it's just like, she's like, black royal to me in entertainment in my opinion i remember her on moesha i remember her on sister act and dream girls remember she was in designing women do you guys remember that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. she was in designing women when there were no black women in designing women she was in harlem kitchen and she was also in er this woman has consistently showed up and showed out in everything and she does it with class she has the diva foundation that we know but from working on broadway she had a lot of friends that died of hiv and aids so she spends a lot of her time and effort and money in supporting those causes. And last but not least, you guys, I have to always love Cheryl Lee Ralph because she gave me my first television award. We are an award-winning show because of her and the organization that she's associated with, Better Brothers LA. They gave us the media award. I feel overwhelmed for even someone like her and her team of people looking at our show and being inspired. Thank you, Cheryl Lee Ralph. always been an inspiration and thank you for the award she's absolutely
1: a friend of foxhole she's been in the studios and she's awesome and such a deserving woman all right y'all taking a quick commercial break put your comments in the chat and give us some flames if you're enjoying tonight we'll be right back with more tgif after this welcome back to tgif uh, we got a fan request and it's for qq they want you to do an impersonation of miss shirley Round.
0: you know you know it's so funny that they asked sister act two was actually my favorite movie See, so y'all remember that scene? Filling with the light of day. Filling with the light coming on. A... Damn, I always mess up that part. Rita Louise Watson. Rita? Rita? What's that? Oh, it's just something I'm messing around with, Ma. Just some music sister Mary Clarence wanted us to learn for the choir. And just when were you going to tell me you joined the choir? Give me that. Now, how many times do we have to go through this? Singing does not pay the bills. Singing does not put food on the table. Singing does not pay the bills. Do you know how many people sitting out there singing? They should have, could have, would us. Your daddy was one of them. Do you want to end up like that? No, Mama, I don't. Then you have no time for the choir. The choir is out. <laughs> now, run me, Miami. <laughs> yeah, the
1: Emmy goes too. all right. Good job. All right. Thank you for that. Thank you for uh, in, in, in engaging us in that. All right. So moving on to this tragic story, the killing of rapper PMB Rock has left people on social media shook after it was reported that an Instagram story posted by his girlfriend allegedly led to his death. The 30 year old rapper was at Roscoe's chicken and waffles in Los Angeles with his girlfriend who apparently posted a now deleted photo of her food and pinned location. According to the police, The suspect entered the restaurant, pulled out a gun, and attempted to rob Hanby Rock before shooting him multiple times. With this news, some people are now thinking twice about sharing their location in real time. What do y'all think about this tragedy, Al? Let's start with you.
2: Yeah, let's see remember a couple of weeks ago, you and me, you and Funky got into it because you guys were like, oh, we should be able to post in real time. And I was saying, because of the Kim Kardashian event, I mean, uh, incident, you should be very aware of maybe posting an hour or so later or even the next day. Well it come to find out, LA authorities are saying that there's a rising trend of this type of crime and it's called follow-home robberies, right, and, and, there, and there also other violent acts. So we know that it happened to Terrence J. We know that Pop Smoke It happened to Pop Smoke. We know it happened to Kim Kardashian and Mob, M-O-B. So I just think, I'm going to say it again, I really think we need to be aware about, especially if you're a celebrity, especially if you have expensive jewelry or have expensive things, just be aware of when you post. We have got to stop posting on locations and maybe, just maybe, you know, Instagram can have some type of feature that you can post it at a later time.
0: All right, Q, what do you think? So just for clarity, Al, I remember, if I remember the argument correctly. We weren't arguing about posting stuff in real time. Your your position was that lady, people should stop posting their jewelry and their, their lavish belongings. But ne- neither here nor there, I'll never forget, y'all, before I even broke into entertainment, I was still doing accounting. Me and Derek J. had become friends, and we had went to a restaurant somewhere. And I was just so happy to be around a pseudo-celebrity at the time. So, like, I took a picture, and I posted it where we, where we were at. And he was like, uh-uh, take that down. I'm a celebrity. Somebody can come up here and get me. And then, you know, that has always stuck with me. Y'all know I'm the king of posting where I'm at. But typically, when y'all get those posts with me from restaurants and stuff, they're typically after I've left already. Um, this is sad that this happened to this man. Um What's going on y'all now with all these little low level rappers in the, in these robberies, killings, gang activity, like are, are they gang banging or, I mean, mm-hmm. what is it? Cause it seems like everybody's dying.
2: Well, if you ask me, I think this is a, this is a larger dis- conversation, cube. This is a conversation of gun violence in our community, specifically in the black community that's on the rise, triple actually, and also the black-on-black crime that's on the rise in our community, which has also tripled. So I, I, I would have to say it's a, a combination of everything. It's also a combination with the economic effects of COVID and people being out of work and the anxiety of illness and sickness in our community, and a lot of people just don't know how to manage it.
1: You know, a lot of this uh, people not being in work, it's not because they can't get a job because never have there been a demand for employment as there is now. But people don't want to work. People got money and they, they were a lot of people got money a very easy way during covid and they got spoiled. And um, I'm seeing in the chat that people saying that he actually posted first. And I, I, I do know this about this girl. How traumatizing is it that everyone is blaming her for this? And some people on Instagram or social media are saying that the the LAPD is getting their cues from what they saw on social media. I do know this. The girl's Instagram page, he had taken away her password a while ago. She wasn't even on social media for a month, and they just got it back on Monday. So she had just got it back and posted something. I don't know if these people, these robbers were following her. I don't know that. And I think it's a little irresponsible for even LAPD to say that without exact proof. If the story well, taken, down, you can't see. Let me just finish real quick, Al. You can't see who viewed the story once, it, once it's taken down. And I well, just feel I, like, like we don't know that yet. So why are they putting that? I think they are. They are just. Hold on, Claudia,
2: Claudia, Claudia. The LAPD has made a statement and said that it wasn't the girlfriend's fault. That the the uh, PNB actually posted where they were before she. That's why I just said he posted.
1: Yeah, he posted first. Right.
2: And then the so girl, I don't think people should be beating up on her. They they very much made it clear that he she is not the reason why they found him.
1: Yeah, but it's like the way that is being presented is the it's the location. She's it's like almost a whisper that he posted first. It's almost like an afterthought because all that's on social media is f this b. She's the one that got him killed, and even Nicki Minaj made a comment about it. And some other celebrities are really putting the blame on this girl who was his girlfriend. Imagine the trauma if you're with someone you're like, oh, chicken and waffles. She didn't say she was with him. He posted. I don't know. You're right. We do have to be careful. We do have to be. We do have to keep our head on a swivel these days. But but damn, I just put myself in her shoes right now and how awful she must feel. Yeah. All right, y'all. We got to get into this story. Oh, Tristan Lee says it could have been someone in the restaurant. 1,000%. In L.A., they are known to call paparazzi and call their boys when they see certain celebrities come up. And he had a white BMW Mercedes-Benz he rolled up in with a whole bunch of Julian, And they are Mm. thirsty right now in L.A., y'all. They are thirsty. All right. Sad story. Uh, You guys, in a recent interview, Candy Burris made some strong accusations against... Carlos King, the former executive producer of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, she accused King of stealing Escapes' life story behind her back. When asked why she and Carlos King are no longer friends, Candy said he was the one who stole my group's life story and sold it to TV One. What do you think about her claims? Al, what do you think about this?
2: This is this was really weird. I had never seen uh, Candy go so hard on someone and calling, you know, she cursed. But Claudia Funky and I, we've all worked with him. He's all given us opportunities to work in the business, and he's created a number of media stars. I'm wondering if there was just some type of disagreement or misunderstanding of some sorts. We know we, you know, Candy's not a liar. Um, we know that uh, she's lived a very transparent and above board life. And 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 Carlos, we don't know. We don't know Carlos as being a person who t- still people's stories or whatever. So I'm just hoping that it's a misunderstanding. But you know what? But, guys, don't forget Carlos and Todd, Candy's husband, created that number one show, The Encore, over at BET last season. It got picked up for another season. So do you think this beef between Candy and Carlos is going to spill over on this number one show that Todd and Carlos has at BET?
1: I, I think so. I mean, if that's the way she feels, you know, it's probably going to cause yeah. static, which sucks because they created magic together. And I love both of them. Key, what do you think?
0: Well, obviously uh Candy's uh feelings about Carlos um don't roll spill over into Carlos and Todd's business too much because remember, Carlos was the one who was accused of telling Phaedra the um, you know, the the the, the I want to drug you and rape you and take you to the sex dungeon stuff with uh Portia and Phaedra. So either way um carlos is a friend of mine candy used to once manage me um uh, carlos had office space in candy's studio at once upon a time now i don't know if what candy's saying is the truth candy doesn't lie but if it is the truth it's effed up if 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 you're gonna sell those people's life story and and, in a deal is going to be made on their life story. I feel like all four of the members should have been a part of any deal about their life story that was presented to anyone and sold right. to anyone. That that that's just decent.
1: And she was so um, visibly shaking when she was telling the story. Her voice mm. was cracking, and people kind of get- yeah. Out
0: because of they they operate in close proximity of each other. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like we bases, operate in close yeah. proximity. We've worked together. You've known me all this time. Like I said, I don't know if it's true or false, but if it is true, just as a friend, as a friend, oh. it's jacked up um, and outside of friendship it's just messed up to take somebody who's living and take their life story and pitch it somewhere. And they're not a part of the deal. How are you going to capitalize off of my stuff?
1: I will say this. Uh, Candy did say that um, Carlos did not tell Phaedra that lie. People in the chat are saying that. So I know. Okay. They were, like, yeah. So she did clear that up. One thing I do like about Candy is she is fair. Like just because she's mad at someone, she's not going to say, yeah, and they did that too. They did She's going to stick to her story. She's not going to just put a little extra on it. Aries 88 says, she said uh, he was around them to get information on them, even asked her mom questions. She thought they were friends. So. I hope they can work it out because they did make some good shows together. All right, moving on. Lately, Nikki Minaj has been on a dragging spree and she's not holding back. After going off on Grosso Bay on a recent episode of Queen Radio, Nikki is now adding Lonnie Love to the mix. A Twitter user wrote, I want somebody to drag Lonnie Love ass too, but hey, that's just me. Nikki responded, I can't drag her by myself, that's for sure. Social media users felt that Nikki was body shaming Lonnie Love and took things too far. What do you think about Nicki Minaj's beef with the former host of The Real Q? What do you think?
0: Listen, Nikki, those ladies were just doing their job. Like, you know what I'm saying? You mad at everybody else except your husband. You chose him. Of all the men in New York City, you chose him. So, mama, you have to deal with the fallout of the choices that you made. I always say on my YouTube videos. I don't make the news, I just report it, okay? Those ladies were a talk show. That was a trending topic. Um, It it would bring ratings and they provided, you know, they got a guest that was part of one of the biggest stories in pop culture. I mean, don't take it personal. They were doing their job and at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if your husband is guilty or innocent or what, I wasn't there. But something happened between him and that damn woman. So be mad with your husband. Okay, good points. Al, what do you think about this? So <clears throat> I completely
2: understand what Funky's saying, but there, there's a, there's a, there's a real life element to this that. I can understand. I'm not saying I support it, but I can understand. I can understand being Nicki Minaj, and I can understand, to me, it's all bets are off when you start talking about my family, when you start talking about my husband or my wife, and when you start talking about my kids. To me, I don't care. I could be uh, Nicki Minaj or Lulu Lodge. I'm I'm going to defend my family and I'm going to defend my kids. That's number one. So I can understand her being upset that someone is talking about her. But the other thing I don't understand, though, and I don't like is, number one, I don't like this idea of our most visible, uh, beautiful black women fighting on national television or in national media. I just don't like that. That's disturbing. Black women want to be uplifted. The uplifting have to start with you. So I think unless it's somebody who's trying to destroy you, then I think we just need to be a little bit more aware about, you know, being positive and uplifting each other. The second thing, though, and I don't I don't know why Nikki's doing this because I think Nikki is so freaking amazing. Super Freak Girl is number one in the Billboard MTV Awards. She got like three awards. She got the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award. She, she's the first artist to have seven songs in the Billboard 100. She's a culture icon. These antics, though, I just feel like her antics are tarnishing her legacy, and it doesn't have to because she is an amazing woman. So, Nikki, I know it's hard, but just trying to do it. just a little bit better because we love you
1: here's the thing y'all right is right and wrong is wrong there are a million bloggers on youtube that went way harder on them on nikki in her case in her life than what garcelle beauvais and lonnie love did on the real which are very respectful they simply had the victim the alleged victim on the show and did an interview with her they weren't out of pocket they weren't biased they weren't they weren't hating on her they didn't come for her son Unlike what Nicki Minaj did to Garcelle son and justified him being bullied. I'm not afraid to take this head on, and I'm going to take this head on. Nikki, you're a dope actress. I'm sorry, you're a dope artist. But as a human being, as a fellow woman, you, you have a history of doing this. You talk about lying loves weight. Oh, I need help dragging her. And then you come for someone else's kid because you said, they, but you're mad that they can't for your kid. You cannot have it both ways, Mama. You cannot go for someone else's kid and then be mad when they come for yours. You cannot make jokes about Garcelle Beauvais' white husband leaving her and then get so irritated when, you know, she has to simply interview the alleged victim of your husband that you chose. We want to go back to focusing on your music, but you make it hard with that queen radio, mom. I feel like that queen radio is a bad look to you because it's, I get that it's your therapy and gets a vent and, and it is good to have a voice. But, like, every time it's you cussing somebody out and we're forgetting about your music, you are number one right now. You don't need to be doing this. Get out of the du- get out of the trenches. You are an A-lister. You are his- history when it comes to hip-hop. You are history. And although I'm not a fan because of the antics, I can respect your work and your career. You are dope as hell as a rapper. You really are. But as a woman, it's hard to uplift you and defend you when you do stuff like this. Garceau Bay is one of the most unproblematic women in the industry she don't bother nobody she interviewed an alleged victim of rape that you happen to be married to we didn't choose them you did
0: and with that being said honey take us to commercial
1: <laughs> i want to break and go ahead Barb. have at it i'm going anyways <laughs> Welcome back to TJF. Shout out to the chat. I see y'all. I see y'all showing love and supporting and saying that y'all feel what I'm saying or what we saying here. Listen about this show. We're not gonna try to be mean. Sometimes we are, but it's just been fun. But we're gonna have a deep dive into these topics, and we're gonna be uh, we're gonna keep it a buck on this show at all times. And that's why you love us, and that's why we never won. Okay. All right, y'all. City Girls JT is under fire after a video went viral of her snatching a fan's phone from her hand. And allegedly deleting a video the fan took of her without her consent, fans seem to think that the fan should have retaliated. And JT clapped back with, "Why would? Why would she punch me for recording my conversation and playing loss? I thought she was just taking a pic. Her flash was on a little too long, and I noticed it was a video and reacted. She could have reacted how she wanted after that. W- what are your thoughts? And what do you think? J, do you think JT um, had the right to respond that way, Al? And ha- have you ever had that someone trying to take a video of you and you're not really ready for that?"
2: First of all, if she she's an entertainer and, and you're in an open forum like that, people are video uh, recording you across the room, behind you, to your left and right. So the fact that you did that was wrong. First of all, not only is it wrong, but it's illegal. It's against the law for you to smack out of their hand, or snatch out of someone's hand their personal property, like their cell phone, and if you do, that is called assault and battery, and you can get a misdemeanor a b c misdemeanor for that and given young lady that you just got out of prison a couple of years ago, you may have a probation little situation if you're still on probation, but hopefully not because it's been a while. But that woman you said she could have handled it a different way, she could have called the police and pressed charges, so I would chill out.
1: Okay. I hear you. Key, what do you think?
0: You know, I got mixed emotions about this, right? Um, obviously, you know, there's a cost that comes with celebrity and that's people, you know, they want to take pictures and they want to take videos and show their friends, so on and so forth. But, you know, there also is, there There also needs to be celebrity etiquette sometimes. And I think what, what I found interesting is that JT put in her tweet Recording my conversation, you know. and I don't know if, if the girl was close enough to JT for her to snatch her phone. I mean, JT may have been sitting there talking about something that she did not want to go viral. And if somebody is sitting there talking and you're that close, recording them, that is kind of rude. It is kind of it, 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 it's it's kind of it's kind of rude, mm. um, you know. But on the flip side of things, you're a celebrity in a public space, so I'm just. You know, I, I kind of don't know where I'm at with it. But if, if if the girl was recording her conversation, that definitely is, is out of line.
1: Uh, and that is true. And it's a proven fact that a lot of fans think they're entitled because they're like, well, I bought your album. I supported you. I downloaded your songs. I get that. But you should be able to have a moment off to the side for having a private conversation. But you are in the public. I feel you. It's like, oh, right. it's kind of hard.
2: But maybe- uh, She uh, could have asked her to turn it off or stop. You didn't just chief, have to snatch it.
1: Chief Queef in the comments said that. You should have simply asked her to delete it. And probably being such a fan, maybe she would have
0: yeah
1: right like maybe she's like oh my god i got busted my bad
0: well too it also you know depending on what was recorded and what was said it might have required a snatch you know what i'm saying right. she's just like girl my gonorrhea just cleared up okay <laughs> no i'm not trusting you know what i'm saying or, or girl i cheated on my man last night it is good no, no baby give me this damn phone
1: real quick and i we don't want to spend a lot of time has anyone ever recorded y'all or taken pictures of y'all without your permission like maybe you're in a compromising situation
0: -hmm. So I haven't been in a compromising situation. When people do it all the time, Um, they don't need my permission per se. Like I've seen people in restaurants, and they and they be like this. And when I finish eating, I'll walk past and be like, "Chad, you didn't have to sneak and record me. I don't bite, and I just make a joke out of it. And I'll take a picture with them or whatever. But it don't really bother me.
1: Al,
2: yeah, I mean, I've had I've had that to happen before. Not a pleasant experience, and the resolution that I came to wasn't very pleasant either.
1: I had somebody arrested for it one time. I was sleeping. It was someone I was dating. He took a picture of me when I was naked. And when we broke up, he tried to use that against me and really wreak some havoc and then tried to extort me. And um, I had him uh, immediately. He was arrested and snatched out of the office that he worked in in New York. Good friend, him, Al. Yep. Good for you. Yeah, and now he lives in another country. Anyways, uh, a nursing home was forced to apologize for hiring a stripper to perform for senior citizens in wheelchairs. The nursing home in Taiwan is a state-run facility for retired Army personnel. The nursing home paid the stripper to perform in celebration of the Mid-Autumn Festival, which is an important holiday in the Chinese culture. Now, a spokesperson for the nursing home said they will be more cautious when planning future events. Al, what are your thoughts on the story, and would you have been there for that?
2: <laughs> I think I would have definitely 110% been there for that. Claudia and Funker, did you know, according to the British Medical Journal, that eight out of 10, 10- people between the age of 50 and 90 are still having sex. They're still having sex and they're having sex of some sort. And also the number of STDs in that age group has doubled in the last 10 years. And what I also found very very interesting was Florida, where Mr. Q lives in a retirement community called The Villages, is considered the STI capital of the country. So I think a little bit of clean stripping, rubbing breasts on these older people is keeping them much more sexually healthy <laughs> and then allowing them to fromp with each other
1: i think that that's the rate i've been hearing that about the sex the, the uh the std rates in those uh nursing homes being high i think because they're mm-hmm. like well i can't get pregnant no more
0: right. <laughs> that's some eighty year old such a small population of people so everybody's swapping everything
1: those and and immune assume- systems are low You wouldn't assume some 80-year-old man is out here with syphilis. you think, oh, he probably ain't had it since 85. You know what I mean? (laughs) Kim, what you think about this story? All right, so listen,
0: you know, I I don't understand why we're treating grown people like children. Like, people are responding as if a stripper showed up at a high school. If anybody is more qualified to see a little bit of TNA, (laughs) I would think it's somebody who is 80 years old. I mean, they are good and grown bonafide and grown not to mention when you when you start talking about them being military vets and at their age y'all remember on the movies how you see the military vets on the base and they would bring the female um people there to perform for them because they hadn't seen a woman in so long and the boys go all crazy i mean i think it was a little um reminiscent of that um i think just from a, a optics perspective, a burlesque dancer would have maybe been a bit more appropriate from a PR perspective. But these is grown people. These people is good and grown. They've they done seen it before leading people along. And then they have some fun.
1: I agree. I think it's much to do about nothing. Unless they put the thing on the forehead and all that. Then...
0: <laughs> none all right, of y'all. them were complaining. If they were complaining, then. But none of them were complaining. Half of them
1: probably know what's going on. It. it. What? all right we're gonna take a quick commercial break we'll be back with more after this welcome back to tgif shout out to the chat we had almost four thousand at one point and y'all are agreeing that those old folks should just live their life and let them see a little bang bang if they want to (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all it's bad enough you don't put your mothers in those uh in a a home in 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 taiwan so let her live all right y'all a las vegas sex worker is making sure every las vegas raider player and their staff is well taken care of. Ariel Ganja says she's offering a 50% off special to the organization as a thank you for bringing excitement to Las Vegas. She claims the team has helped boost her business at the brothel she works for. Mm-hmm. Ganja hopes this opportunity will turn into a business deal with the team and that she will eventually become the official sex worker to the Las Vegas Raiders. Can you believe this story? Al, what do you thought? <laughs>
2: I like it.
1: I know you would. That's what I'm,
2: I'm not would. mad at it. Look, Q, Q told us last week that the price of Tootsie Cat is falling. And she's she listens to Funky and she, she giving them a discount. But this is the thing, guys. I don't know if y'all have seen the roster for the Raiders, but they are fine. So I totally get what she's doing. But look, these football players are doing that anyway. They buy girls washing machines. They buy them shoes, bags, purses, and all that stuff. So they with it and she's with it and, and she's got a discount. Then what's wrong with it? They're about that life. And kudo to her for whatever. If that's really her in that picture and she got herself on TMZ TV, then that was some good marketing. Something tells me she's she's gonna have a little takeover in that town.
0: Kim, listen, work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. Straight men are sick. They dingaling in anything. She looked good, and it was—I mean—the amount of press that she's getting, she could not pay for. Or whatever the case may be so I think it's 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 smart and like she said the team being there has brought her more business so as a result of y'all bringing me business I'm gonna give you a referral discount (laughs) like like I'm here for it and and here's the thing I was expecting her to look like some basic sex worker from them brothels you'll be seeing on the HBO documentaries real sex (laughs) real sex she look good trust and believe she she, look at her she looks good a lot of them gonna call her and she's gonna become a regular for a lot of those players and staff members. I agree.
1: Well, hey, you know, uh, I'm not a fan of paying for sex, but I guess when you break it down, men say they pay for it anyways. So, and it's legal in Vegas, in, in Nevada, it's it's legal. So do your thing, I guess. My thing is this athletes, fine, body, charismatic, successful, and y'all got soup, like, buy it like that. But I guess maybe it's less headache.
0: No, you want to know what's funny? I got a friend, I got a friend, uh, not a friend, I met a gentleman at a restaurant who was the CEO of a company, and he was Mm. uh, actually cheating on his wife. Uh, He said, but he prefers transactional sex um, Mm. because that's just what it is. There's no feelings involved. There's no, you think I'm finna leave my wife. There's no you know cheating you're not trying to extort me you know it's it's just a clean transaction so when he put it to me that way i was like you know now i understand why some people pay for sex it's just easier versus going to the club trying to woo a girl she thinking you like her for real then you have sex with her and then when you don't ever call her again her feelings are hurt and she's talking about you tried to rape her or put something in her drink it's just it's just a cleaner easier transaction
1: does make sense. And honestly, I, honestly, I feel like the fact that prostitution is is governed and illegal, like that's between them people what they want to do. That's a moral thing, I think. I don't I think the law should be involved in that. I know it's not in Nevada for the most part. They do cook, kick the hookers out of the, the casinos. But for the most part, you you know you can still go, you can go, still do it. But
0: well, Al said you can't even do hair out your house. <laughs> so <laughs> where you gonna sell the sex set if you can't even do hair out? Of your, if you, let's just pretend it was legal. If you if, where you gonna sell it out of?
1: Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're gonna talk about Whoopi Goldberg. She said her husband didn't even notice there's one thing missing on her body for years. We're gonna talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back with more after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all know I left y'all hanging, but here we are. Whoopi Goldberg claims an ex-husband of hers didn't notice that she doesn't have eyebrows. Whoopi said, I was married to a man who did not notice until one day he said, oh my God, you don't have eyebrows. And I said, yeah, I know. Whoopi also explained the reason for her lack of eyebrows. She said when she was younger, she had eyebrows as a little kid, and she had those little hair bumps on her eyebrows. So um, her mother removed them. And she said she just kept doing that, and that led to her not having eyebrows. She says, I don't know my face with eyebrows unless I'm working. They put them on and take them off. Girl, I hear you. Uh, i also in part of the struggle eyebrow community. Al, what do you think about this story? and and, and her? Not, <laughs> well, you know eyebrows.
2: what? I always wondered why she didn't have eyebrows when I used to see her. But, you know, honestly, Whoopi's beautiful. So it's like... It, it, she can have them or she cannot have them. But I will say this, though. She must have been one of those ex-husband or whoever the ex-husband that did not see this had to not be a black guy because black guys are definitely going to recognize your eyes, your eyelashes, your eyebrows. That's something that black men don't miss. So it, who which husband didn't didn't see these eyebrows? Well, actually, she was never married to a black man, so it had to be a white man. Yeah,
1: hence the last thing. Um, Q. You want to know what's funny? I get accused
0: all the time when I have eyebrows. Like, in in, in my comments and stuff on videos and pictures, they always be like, where is Funky's eyebrows? But, Al, you know what? I'm going to counter you. I'm one of those people. I don't notice things like that on people. Like, you know how some people go out and they look at people's toes or their fingernails and they, Mm. they recognize somebody's fingernails are dirty or they recognize somebody's nails are not done? Like, I literally could very much see myself be, being this man and not knowing Whoopi to not have her no eyebrows. I mean, wow. I didn't know she didn't have none now. Well, I guess we see her did up, but I don't be noticing stuff.
1: It, it sucks that, like, in the 90s, I remember when I was a model, the trend was a super, super, super thin eyebrows. so we don't pluck them out, only to be here in 2022 trying to draw them in and microblade them back in and tattoo them back in. It's always something. Whoopi, uh, it works uh, <laughs>
0: Imagine imagine when the trend reverses and they get to sucking all this Palmer's blue and fix a flat out these asses <laughs> in these cities from these BBLs. I cannot wait for the, the, the great BBL migration. It's gonna be a lot of y'all out there looking real stupid because y'all body is gonna look dated. People gonna be like, ooh, I knew you was a thought and because <laughs> the way your body is, you watch and see.
1: I agree. I'm over it. Um speed over it. It looks like whoever is running Chick-fil-A's Twitter account might be in trouble. They might be over it. A Twitter user tagged Chick-fil-A, right, and inquired about an item that was no longer on the menu. The user wrote, grilled spicy deluxe, but still no spicy nuggets? Chick-fil-A responded, your community will be the first to know if spicy items are back added to the permanent menu. Many felt that Chick-fil-A's tweet could have been racially motivated. Al, what do you think about Chick-fil-A's response? And do you think Chick-fil-A is racist? You know they, get, you know Chick Fil A is
2: racist now, and I've been looking side eye Chick Fil A for a long time. Remember, they heavily funded many anti anti LGBTQ charities to the sum of six million dollars in 2019. Remember, they were against same sex marriages, and they were going to have that sit in. What was that lesbian? What was she calling that sit in? Uh, Kiss in. Because chick-fil-A does not support same-sex marriages also we know that Chick-fil-A was accused of being a Trump supporter I've always looked at side eye at Chick-fil-A and also the fact that the baby that hold the baby debacle on chick-fil-A that he support them I know I'm not going to support chick-fil-a Chick-fil-A has done a lot in the last two years we know they defunded what they originally funded when it came to the um, LGBTQ community they stepped to the, the plate when it came to the George Floyd trial. The CEO said we need to make some changes, but it still looks like there are a number of people in their top ever uh, management there that didn't get the memo. I think this was very racist, racially motivated, and it was insensitive, and they need to issue a statement apologizing for the insensitivity. Kim, what do you think?
0: So I definitely think that there may be you know uh, some type of prejudice culture that exists amongst chick-fil-a hell every major corporate corporation um chick-fil-a has a history of like clapping back and being funny in their tweets and i just think that this was somebody who was probably attempting to be funny they're probably white and out of touch and didn't realize the magnitude of what they texted because I don't think Chick-fil-A is dumb enough to blatantly be racist on a tweet. That I don't think. So I definitely think this is just somebody who's tone deaf, who's out of touch with the culture and didn't realize like what that could mean to the receiving end.
1: Not playing devil's advocate, but doesn't our community like spicy, flavorful food? They
2: shouldn't have said it, but ain't it true in a way? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. The Indian, we, we like Indian Indian communities like spicy, <laughs> tasteful food. Africans like spicy, tasteful food. Now, Al, you know their... black people black people put hot sauce on everything. <laughs> y'all uh uh-uh, I'm not standing with y'all on this one. That's that's disrespectful. They make a
0: lot of money. Yeah. they're entire oh, no, no, It definitely, it definitely um, was tone. It it definitely was toned there, but this is not one of those things where I'm finna get up in arms about, I mean, with, with I, I'm still waiting in line to get my monkeypox vaccine. I got bigger things to worry about than this tweet. So y'all don't let this damn tweet suck up all y'all emotion. Right.
1: I, it, it was like eh, you all tried it, but it's not the end of the world. Now this real. is a bigger deal to me. Uh, Haley Bailey was being uh, is being is dealing with racist trolls since Disney released the trailer as her of her as Ariel in the Little Mermaid. One racist person tweeted, "The new Ariel gonna be hoarding fried chicken and macaroni salad in a trove, huh?" Bet. Another person tweeted, "Only problem with the black Little Mermaid, Ariel knew her father." What are your thoughts on these hateful tweets? Now this is racist right here.
0: Now he look. With all them damn Africans that y'all ass threw overboard in the Atlantic slave trade, and y'all ass got the nerve to be surprised a mermaid is black. <laughs> hell, y'all put us down there. What, you, what in um, the hell are you talking about? But you know what? I- I'm going to tell you something. While I do think that there a lot of the backlash here, um, you know, some of it is racially motivated, I think the larger conversation here and what's making the larger part of the white community um uncomfortable is the fact that they're not in the center white people are so used to being the center of everything that i think uh, while she is getting racial backlash and i acknowledge that i think the greater conversation is that they're experiencing a lot of discomfort because they are not at the center and this is not centered around them and they are so used to being the center. So white people, I'm here to tell you, what y'all are experiencing right now with Ariel and the Little Mermaid is how every little black girl feels when she walks down the aisle at a toy store and can't find a black doll. It's what every black woman feels when we go in entertainment and the white makeup artist doesn't have their shade. It's what we experienced in the 90s when we look at magazines and don't see ourselves in the magazines and we just have to rock with it anyway. Now y'all know how it feels.
1: And they don't like it. Well, we are out of time. Um, That was just perfectly said, so we're going to leave it at that. Um, A million likes, dislikes on this uh, trailer is horrible. I want to thank my amazing co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Uh, Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Lisa Evers' Crime and Hip Hop. We will see y'all back on Friday. And I'm going to post some stuff from this weekend that we were all together. uh, Okay, we're going to post it. Bye, y'all.
0: If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program.
2: Head to NetSuite.com go. NetSuite.com go.